Perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> right when he hit record. I'm leaving all of this in. <laughs> Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart adjacent podcast <laughs> in the world. I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Iso. And I'm the virgin voyager, Joe Garber. Ew. And... <laughs> Ew. I always have to panic. Yeah. We... I remember what my title is. Do you guys do that Because it's gross. Yeah. I, do, I, no. I, uh, I always forget Once. it, like, mentally, but I let... It's it's it all the intro out. is straight up muscle memory for yeah. me at this point. <laughs> Virgin Voyager. Ugh. I forgot uh, once, I think. You did forget once. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. <laughs> the expectant romantic. In my defense, I'm old. <laughs> and we only do this once a week, hundreds, literally hundreds of times. <laughs> I'm the entitled <laughs> diehard. It's like that's the like intrepid me. investigator. <laughs> it's like me forgetting where I live. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right? Like that was just it was It's just more dumb. like forgetting right. like the pass the pass key to your door or something. Or all your internet passwords. Or all your internet passwords, which ah! I, I literally forget every fucking time. Thank God Chrome mm-hmm. saves. Mine them are now. all about Halloween or snow. Oh my god, people <laughs> are gonna hack you so hard now. Mine are all about I know. smoking. Take my nickel. <laughs> um We got to go home. For a little visit last week. Oh, yeah. To Heart to Heart. That was exciting. It was really exciting. It was really fun. Yeah. And then I'm so super happy that we decided to use Stephanie as our link, mm-hmm. where we followed her yeah. back in time. I know, crazy. To, 19, to Halloween 1975, yeah, which is the night that it crazy. aired. Ooh. This episode of The Rockford Magical. Files, the real easy <sighs> Red Dog. Red Dog. Red the real dog. easy Red Dog, which is such a great title. It's such a perfect Raymond Chandler-esque detective-y title. Mm-hmm. And, oh my God, I'm so happy that we watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen, would you do me and our listener the honor of telling what happened in this episode in 60 seconds? In the segment we like to call the Minute Max. I will consider it. <laughs> Think um, about it. Yes. I have to say before we start, because now we're on the pod, so we can't keep saying save it for the pod. Correct. Um, oh, spoiler alert. I love the Rockford Files so, 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 so much, including the reboot and the handful of the movies that I've seen, because I just love that character so much. And so let's begin. Yes. Um, Something, something, red dog. Something. <laughs> um, Real easy red dog. The Rockford Files. The Rockford Files. Okay. So Rockford, like, it's just a regular ass day at 29 Cove Road. And uh, Jim Rockford's <laughs> making himself a sandwich. And then Stephanie Powers comes up and she's like, uh, I'm Jennifer Sandstrom. And the police are saying my sister Alice committed suicide. But I know she didn't. She didn't. And Ben, I'm going to hire you. And Jim's like, oh, OK. Um, all right. Well, I'll just go up there then. And so she gives him a middle envelope and away he goes and he goes to her house. And then there's a bunch of like the doors jimmied and all this shit. There's this weird pool guy. And then there's a lawyer in there. And he classically Rockford, like just dominates that dude with the most amazing lie, gets rid of that guy. And then he goes to see Jennifer Sandstrom, he thinks, but then he realizes that the woman that came to him is not Jennifer Sandstrom. 
oh my God, what the hell is happening? And then somebody um, follows him to a motel. I realize now I'm not going to get very far. Um, <laughs> there's like a bunch of shit with a safe deposit box and it's amazing. And then uh, it's a baby racket, which seems so weird. Uh -huh. yes. Oh, a bunch of people get killed. The end. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I was I, I was going to try and Corey, I was going to try and do a, a brewer play. I did. Mm. It started at the motel. I realized that I, that's the motel is when I get really confused. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh -oh. So let me, Should I keep going? Because I actually know what happened. Wow. <laughs> well, no, no one wants to do a minute out out next. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, I also love Rocket Files, apparently. And spoiler mm. alert, too. My, one of my favorite parts of the podcast is when we finish Minute Maxes and then Ellen <laughs> tells us what actually fucking happened I in know. the show. So I, yeah. I don't want to ruin that for myself. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm ready. When I, Joe just a good job, but I'm ready. I know. Okay. Know Real Easy Red Dog of the Rockford of Files. Okay. So Stephanie Power shows up while uh, James Garner is eating a sandwich and watching a football game. And she says, please investigate the death of my sister, who I don't think killed herself. He does, and he finds evidence of foul play. But he, then he can't find Stephanie Power's. But when he does, she's also a private investigator. And Fantastic. then it's the best show on TV <laughs> for about right. 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, I have a real hard time believing that the executives who put together Heart to Heart weren't like, we need uh, Stephanie Powers and J James Garner to be a duo. Oh my God. Oh my um, God. But anyway, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, just uh, killing time because I don't know what the fuck happened and I don't really care. But there is a weird looking guy in a Porsche that shoots at them. They're, they go down several of the hills that the hearts go down. Um, they, uh, they are dealing with the cop from the fog and uh, one of my favorite character actors named Weiner. Uh, wow. Okay. Right, I, did, I gave you I'll try. Nothing. I'll try. Okay. Real easy red dog. Stephanie Powers hires Rockford to find her sister who she knows didn't kill herself. And he goes and he finds her pool, a bunch of hair in her pool, and that she her house was all <laughs> new and fresh and clean. And why she would, would she kill herself if her house was so nice? Uh, and then he finds out that it, <laughs> Stephanie Powers wasn't who she said she was. Sandstrom, whatever. She was also a private eye, and she was just hiring Rockford to throw these cops off her tail. And he gets in his very adorable scene where he goes searching through her house and then gets her in the car and brings her to the police. And then she has a gun. She was going to shoot him, but she can't because he takes it. And then they're like, he's like, well, let's actually solve this case that you were talking about that you just like plucked out of the newspaper. And they go up and they're like, oh my God, this is suspicious, weird. But she probably did just kill herself. Let's just drive home. And then they get shot at. And they're like, oh, well, she probably just didn't get killed, like kill herself if we're getting shot at now. So they get really close they like go sleuth around all these places they the cops chase them somebody chases them they chase guy into cops and then <laughs> they find out that they uncovered a baby smuggling ring uh and like none of that is ever really shown it's all off camera so good luck good good <laughs> job <laughs> yeah please tell me what that is oh my god i i okay, I, okay. ellen it's ellen okay please now it's, it's ellen recap yeah 40 minute max. <laughs> and in in my defense it's like because sometimes we just jump in and if you don't have context and you know it's hard so no, okay I, I, yeah i like that we get it the plot sorted out <laughs> i'm confused on several points of the plot i'm i'm okay. i'm confused but i don't care i i right. loved this episode so, so much amazing. and the chemistry between james garner and stephanie powers oh, is unbelievable God. yeah it really is I, only matched by her and rj 
I predictably have so much shit to say about the Rockford Files in general, because obviously I love it. Anyways, so we all covered the part where Stephanie Powers shows up and she pretends to be the sister of a woman who turned up dead on the beach. But we find out that she's actually a private investigator named Christina Dussault, Mm -hmm. who is, like Joe said, hiring Rockford to do this switcheroo with the manila envelope to get these cops off her tail. Because in reality, she's been hired by an insurance company Mm. to be a go-between because some thieves stole a $3 million uh, collection of jewelry and then they ransomed it to the insurance company. And the insurance company is like, you know what, we will give you $1.5 million because that's so much easier than our payout. But that's shady, of Mm. course. And so the cops are onto it because the theft has been reported. So blah, blah, blah. So they're following her. But in the meantime, Rockford has actually gathered this information about the death of this woman, Alice Sandstrom. And there's all of these like shady folks like swirling around it. There's a bunch of times when uh, he and Stephanie Powers get shot at. And yeah, it's exactly that where it's like, you know what? There is something to this. We're going to figure it out. Mm. No, we're not. We're wrong. Oh, shit, that guy's trying to kill us in his Porsche 914. (laughs) Yeah, right when they're about to just go home. It's so funny. It's so great. And so so in the first first part, when he goes to to the Sandstrom house, the house of the dead woman, he cons the keys to a safe deposit box off of a lawyer who then turns up dead. It's kind of sick. Um, It's that cute character actor playing Mr. Bryce. He's so adorable. uh, George Pointer? Yeah, God, I love that guy so much. I can't explain it. He's just the cutest. But so they, uh, Jenner, Jennifer, Jennifer, Stephanie Bowers um, <laughs> pretends to be Alice Sandstrom and they go look in the safe deposit box. And what they find in there is completely unexpected and very left field because this whole time we mm. see kind of the, the shady, not polite sister in the bikini. We see this shady law firm, Friedler Pike and something. And there's the guy shooting at them. So there's all of these bad mm. actors, right? It's kind of confusing. And then what it really is, is they find out that the sister who was having a lot of mental health issues over the last few years, they find out that one of the reasons is because she gave birth to a baby. And then this guy basically bought the baby from her and they are like, oh my God, it's the tip of the iceberg of a baby racket. Yeah. And so they find out that Alice is trying to get the baby back. So it concerns her sister and their lawyers because it creates another heir for daddy leaving them a lot of money. Daddy and so the sister's like, fuck you, nut job. Mm-hmm. And then this other guy is like, you don't get the baby back. You, I'm going to sell this baby, bitch. You're crazy. <laughs> this baby's and worth a lot of money. So, right. So then they do something that I always love, which is they bait the cops because they need protection. Mm-hmm. And then they all go, they get arrested, oh and then uh, Rockford and Christina are at the station with recurring character Lieutenant Deal, mm-hmm. who consistently hates Rockford and who even more delightfully now has two PIs to hate, and it's magic. I forgot to say the best moment ever is when they successfully find out what's going on at the bank with the safe deposit box, and then uh, as they're getting into the car, they give each other five and it's yes that little subtle yeah and it's one of the greatest things it was that was incredible yeah and so that's that yeah it's crazy to me that this is a one-off yeah it's crazy i know i can't believe that they didn't say 
Hey, Stephanie, Stay do you want to just... Because there are so many... Recurring characters? Right. The, yeah. The chemistry and the like. Yeah. So There's when so he takes her... There's so many recurring characters on Rockford. You know, he finds out she's not who she says she is. So she, he goes to her house. I don't know why, how he knows where she lives, but he just shows up there. He's like in her house while she's like making macaroni and cheese or something. She's making stew. And then she's trying to get... She's like, oh, my stew's burning. And then he (laughs) finds the gun. He's like, oh, were were you going to grab this gun while I was checking on your stew or whatever? That whole thing was so clever and cute. Amazing. That The chemistry is so magic. When she says... She's like, I could get tired of this clever chatter. And he says, (laughs) oh, you know, that just makes my palms all sweat. Yeah. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And then when they're like... Going back and forth, snappity snap. Yes. Uh, Preston Sturge is zing zing. And she, I can't remember what she says to him, but he says, Look, I'm trying to walk off a big emotional disappointment here. Mm-hmm. And it's just such, <laughs> oh my God, the perfectly perfect thing. I yeah. do believe that Jim Rockford is one of the greatest TV characters of all time. Wow. Because there's so many things about that character that are so that would work so well now and that are so in opposition to the kind of trope, especially in the seventies of the the private detective. Like Mm -hmm. it's just so great. Like the, the, I don't know. It's just, mm, it's so good. But this episode had a surprising lack of recurring characters, which was sort of disappointing to me because I was thinking I would see Rocky and I was really excited. So we just saw the cops. My my experience with Rockford Files is entirely periphery. So it's like grandma would would watch syndicated Rockford Files during the day. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I remember the theme song. That because it's the greatest. Thank you, Mike Post, theme song god. And the and the recurring theme song throughout the episodes, and the visuals for that theme song, harmonica, are amazing. The The photos of just having a good time, fantastic in L.A. It's so good. It's so good. So, Eric, you're watching it. You're sweating to the oldies with Grandma (laughs) watching matinee syndicate syndicated Rockford. Yes. that's my that's my entire recollection of it. Like I I don't this is the first time I have sat down and intentionally watched an episode of Rockford Files. What? And my, oh my God. I have one note in my notes and it's do I love this show? <laughs> and that's it. Well, okay. I have okay. I'm gonna say some ask Joe a question, but then I have an episode that's from this same season that some of our that pandemic Scotty really makes me think of because there's there's a handful of fashion based episodes, but this one is particularly special. Ooh. But Joe, what's your exposure to the Rockford Files mm. before this? So uh, our friends uh, Joshua and Anna, they recommended Joshua loved, w- recommended Rockford Files like at the beginning of the pandemic for a show mm-hmm. to watch, and so because there's I, six seasons, yeah. And then I, so I started watching it, and then I started watching Columbo, and I just like neither of them stuck, but I loved mm-hmm. watching it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I just it just didn't stick for that time period. It wasn't mm. what, what I needed, but I loved it. Mm. So that and that's like that that's the first time I ever heard of Rockford Files. I think I never heard of it before mm. that. So I think we have so another series it, in the running for our for oh, yeah. our, our continuing podcast. <laughs> well, so one of my what sucks is that we are all, kind of almost in the same exact roles, except the two of you are switched, mm. but I'm the same. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't care because I love it that much. And um, fuck, what was I going to say to you, Eric? Oh, shit, shit. Okay. So season two, there's an episode with a black fashion designer lady. And it's so cool. <laughs> but so one of the things that is amazing to me about the Rockford Files is, of course, like as a kid, because I can't think of ever seeing it actually broadcast at night, although I was alive. Mm-hmm. Um because it was like it ran till 1980 and then they brought it back in the 90s um, along with some of the recurring characters. I remember that But be- because there weren't recurring characters like I was sort of secretly hoping I don't know if if Gandhi's there by season two. So, Eric, I just have to to blow your mind right now. Do you know who plays Gandhi recurring character? Not Gandhi. Gandhi. <laughs> I do not. It's fucking Isaac Hayes. Shut Isaac Hayes was a recurring up. character on the Rockford Files. What the shit? So, so the idea behind the Rockford Files, and I'm sorry, everybody, but we're just going to be talking deep Rockford. Um, <laughs> I love how you're apologizing that... for it. There's going to be a podcast, listener. We're getting rock. Sorry. He's, <laughs> he's <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so James Rockford was unjustly uh, put in jail, and he was in, in jail for five years, I think. And so a lot of the recurring characters that populate the series are people that he knows from being in the joint. And so there's a character in particular that's always on who is magical, who is a character named Angel. But there's also all these other folks that pop up. And so it's like just the greatest Hmm. like ragtag bunch of folks that are just a little bit shady. Um, What else about Rockford? Yeah, Rockford, there's always a lot of women on. There's never mm. like there's a handful of times when he's like kind of like with a lady, but it's never consistent. Um, there's a great recurring character who is a lawyer named Beth, and she drives a bomb ass Porsche, not to be confused with, with Pete's Porsche. James Rockford's beautiful <laughs> uh, Pontiac Firebird Esprit, which is uh, one yeah. of the greatest cars uh-huh. of all time. It's like um, bronze colored. <laughs> Gold. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the color of my dreams. <laughs> but so we see both of the consistently occurring cops because we see Becker, who mm-hmm. is awesome, and Deal, who is not awesome. Yes, Deal, played by Tom Atkins, who is, mm-hmm, is one of uh, to- John Carpenter's go-to men. He's, right? he's John That's Carpenter's so type. Uh, he is a uh, he is a blonde masculine man. Yes, the yeah. guy that hates Rockford. Yes. Okay. He's John yeah. Carpenter cast that archetype in so many of his movies. Oh yeah, post Halloween. And it just I'm sorry, but I know John Carpenter does not identify as a homosexual. But let's be real. But come <laughs> on, dude, you have a type. But you have a type, and I like your type. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm it's nice. You. It's a nice. That's type. nice. It's nice that you have solidarity there. Yes, with my so, with my straight guys who like certain men. <laughs> so we we didn't see we didn't see Rocky, yeah. who is like just one of the greatest characters of all time. Is he? His and that dad? is his dad. That's okay. It's his that's, dad, because we see him in the opening credits, and they're fishing, and it's mm-hmm. a really great. Yeah. Uh, the opening credits, I just the stills ma- mixed with the uh, archival footage of just cars driving in L.A. Uh, yeah, it's such a great intro. Yeah. Beautiful with that fucking theme yeah. song. The uh, music throughout the series or throughout the show was so bananas and wonderful. Like it, it went 
every place the it harmonica. possibly could. The harmonica. <laughs> yeah. But it was like also so funky Western. and just like it it mm-hmm. got it had that good Lalo Schifrini kind of mm-hmm. like shuffly mm-hmm. jazz thing going mm-hmm. all the way through it. Ah, I love everything about this. Everything about mm. this was just making me so happy. It reminded me of the Tremors music <laughs> for a little while. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. So my history with Rockford is, of course, I've watched it. I have watched it. Um, and I have fallen down various rabbit holes with it. Mm. But the trajectory of the show was it ended in 1980. And then it was kind of not moving forward. I mean, like this is a this shows one a lot of awards, like a lot of Emmys mm-hmm. for writing, for James Garner, for all the shit, right? Because it's awesome and it was on for a long time. But James Garner basically was like, hey, motherfuckers, I'm Jim Rockford and you so clearly did not pay me enough money. Like, where are my royalties? Because Rockford Files was in syndication, like, mm. ad infinitum. And yeah. so he actually won mm. um, oh, cool. the case against the studios but it went on for so long and then it was kind of like i hate you no i hate you more no i hate you more (laughs) and then they brought tried they brought back the series very briefly and then they did james garner with james garner and with uh, other recurring characters as well with angel in particular but so they then made movies with varying levels of success there's how many are there eight heart to heart movies yes Seven, eight. eight. There's eight. I know it's the same amount because I was like, why is everyone, when we were watching yeah. this, I was like, why has everyone got to make the same amount of weird ass movies? <laughs> TV but, movies. Um, so, yeah. But so, like, the character of Rocky is so great because he's just like Rocky Rockford. Like, they seem like friends, but then there's also very much this paternal thing. But there's just something so great about the idea of <laughs> James Garner's character having a dad that's like involved in and his dad just is lives to fish off the pier and that's that i love that so good it's the, really magical the most striking thing about this show to me was like the tone of it is just so laid back casual like everything's kind of easy it's like really 70s la sunsetty mm-hmm. vibe just really like surfery sort of uh which was uh, really right because cool. he lives on on Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah. He lives in a on trailer. Pacific Coast Highway. That's so, yeah. Yeah. At yeah. 29, Cove, 29 Cove Road. Oh, yeah. They even say Back. his address. They'll never forget it. Yeah. Really oh, cool. I had, a, I had a question. I think I, I'm assuming I know the answer, but does does every episode begin with an answering machine message? With a different, a different message every time. Okay. I, re- I dug the, I dug the, I like that. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. cute. I wonder yeah. if anybody's ever done a loop because I would, much like I made that video art piece of every time that Bill Bixby walks away and all sad and the Hulk, (laughs) I would die for just a thread that's all of the answering machine um, messages. Because they're all so funny. I can guarantee you if you you look it up on YouTube, it'll be there. It'll be there. Just if you look up Rockford File intro on YouTube after the amazing theme song, you will end up with the uh, answering machine messages. Yeah. Can we talk about how fun it is to see Stephanie Powers like just digging into such a great character, like an independent, mm-hmm. smart, sassy, working uh, female oh, in the year of 1975. Kind of hard cool. like a like a tough yeah. lady too, like not yeah. mm-hmm. unflappable. I mean, mm-hmm. 
Shan't I, I still think Jennifer Hart is the most like amazing character made for for well, Stephanie right. Powers. Because glamour. Couldn't yeah. help but think Black of tie. the alternate universe in which in which Rockford Files became Rockford and Dusso Files. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it makes you think of like Macmillan and Wife is the most obvious example. Yeah. Right of like a male female team. But the but the 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 autonomy of Duce- of Christine Dussault, uh is mm-hmm. the is what's appealing to me is that mm-hmm. we have there it's two singular yeah. entities who are who are like such forces of nature on their own yes coming mm-hmm. together and finding like the fact that they found common ground within this episode I know just made me so fucking happy and the like, fact that it was like a pa- <laughs> the thing that they be, were passionate about they just had to solve this murder case yeah. like they and they had nobody paying them to do that at all they didn't need to do that and it was just like something they they wanted to do they both couldn't help themselves but solve this case because yeah. there was like just some like leads. the hearts just like the yeah hearts. I can't help but think that this this episode of television is the true inception of heart to heart yeah mm. it does feel like that a little bit I mean it real like the, just so when she shows up, yeah, I was a little worried when she shows up in this episode because she's putting on a fake accent that was really oh, yeah. like lots of liquid use water. Yeah, she hated the water. <laughs> she hated the water. She, oh, she was afraid of the water. Uh, she hated the the water. It was very very funny, uh, and I thought, oh no, like is there is there a problem here? <laughs> yeah, what is this? And then as soon as we're in her house and she's she's mm. Christine Dussault, it's yeah. just instant love. Instant love. Mm. Do you, they cut over this, they cut past it. Do you guys think that they slept together in this episode? No. You don't think so? Um, For the record, Stephanie Powers was actually a recurring character on Macmillan and Wife, but she was not the wife. The Do you guys know Macmillan and Wife? Oh, no. Only the name. I've never seen an episode. Yeah, just the name. I have a memory of liking it okay, but you know, is James Garner in it? No. Right. Um, Stephanie Powers Do we in think it? they slept together? Well, yes. like- Rockford's thing with women is really interesting because he's always got a lot of, well, not a ton, but there's often a woman that he's partnering up with or teaming up with. Uh And it's very rarely like a damsel in distress situation. Mm -hmm. It's always like this kind of back and forth wittiness. The women are independent. They're coming in with like, often they're like business owners or, you know, like, the female characters, I believe, are strong in a way that just feels normal and in a way that it seems like maybe wouldn't happen. Like there's sort of like a fantastic story arc with Rita Moreno, actually. Oh, She's wow. Like, yeah, it's really epic. And mm. there's a lot of ex-girlfriends that come back. One of the recurring characters is the attorney, Beth. And so like they dated. I don't know if they I don't think they ever date again, but so there's a lot of that. And so there's always like a woman and often like the funniest to me, some of the funniest um, answering machine things are from women, Mm -hmm. you know, like Rockford's irresistible, right? Yeah, it's like the PI trope, right? Or like a dame, a dame totally. comes in lots the of, office. Lots of dolls. Yeah, lots of dolls. Dolls and dames. And <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, uh, I think they totally did. I, I think I, so, I, too. I love, the, I love the scene where they decide on getting a hotel together or a motel. Specifically yeah, a motel. motel. Oh, and she's like, are you trying to corrupt That's me? That's the best uh-huh. line. And he says, well, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a really great exchange so because cute. she's also, she like laughs at his response. Uh-huh. It's, it's the kind of interaction that makes me think that mm. 
it alleviated my my ick feeling yeah. which mm-hmm. which would normally come up in these scenarios where it's like mm-hmm. oh god like because i really i was really like oh god don't there doesn't need to be a romance well, here. Usually, there doesn't need to even be a sexual component to no, this. No, mm-hmm. that's true. Because which, usually in this situation, it would be the guy like really scamming on the girl in like a really gross way, but that didn't happen at all. They had yeah. like a really great partnership. Totally. And they were it yeah. was like mutual respect was already achieved. And so that them like going to the motel together and like I was surprised yeah. that the show just cut past it and it just leaves it up to mm-hmm. you. You know, they well, didn't like say yes or no. But. It does. That's pretty typical for the show. Yeah, but it ends the the final freeze frame shot of the episode is him kissing her, kissing on her. The lips. Oh yeah, which oh, is right. which was funny. Yeah. Uh, although I I also felt slightly inappropriate unless they mm-hmm. had sex the night before in the hotel. Oh yeah, in the motel. Yeah, I guess that's true. So <laughs> all I'm saying is that she was down. And he was yeah. down, and they are adults, <laughs> and They're they got it on, adults. and everything right. was cool. They're consenting PIs. And the, the chemistry between them that thus far at that point was like, how can you not fuck? Like, that's, I know. That would be bananas if you were able you to didn't. not. <laughs> I know. That's true. And Garner ain't no All slouch. Right. Oh, no. He He's is got a good plaid jacket on. He's a good looking All man. All the things. Yeah, he is. I, okay, I have to say it. <clears throat> Elephant in the room. Why? Hasn't somebody remade the Rockford Files, rest in peace, James Garner, mm-hmm. with Rob Delaney mm-hmm. playing a version of Jim Rockford, who, for some reason, even though it's 2023, still drives that car and dresses <laughs> like it's the rad hot 70s, because that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be incredible. And for this episode, rather specifically... I would like them him to team up with Sharon Horgan again oh and have God. her play Christina Dusso. Yeah. So there. Yeah. I have stated my case. Please feel free to challenge me, but I'll say it now. Anyone who challenges me is stupid because <laughs> that would be the best die. show ever. And I... you can just picture all of the ways that Rob Delaney would be so fucking fucking perfect, perfectly yeah. perfect, so perfect. Because the same handsome Rhinus, so yeah. good. Yeah, they're my top pick for hearts casting as well. So that definitely mm. makes sense. I'm I'm into all of this. I I honestly think that the success of Poker Face, which is a remake of Columbo starring right. Na- Natasha Leone, mm. and is fan fucking tastic. If you haven't watched it, I think the success of that show is going to open up. It's going to shake the tree. Yeah, it is going to shake the tree, and I think we may get a heart-to-heart reboot. It may be Parker Posey mm-hmm. and Justin Thoreau, which I'm totally down <laughs> with. Uh, and I Ooh. think if anyone is smart or listening, um, Rob, on, Delaney Rob Delaney Rob as, Delaney. as Jim Rockford. Rockford. Yes. He is Rockford. It's pretty yeah. fucking so spectacular. And then, He's, yes, re- remake yeah. this episode. Also, remake this episode Just have this be in the an show. hour and a half. Make it an hour and a half. Because this, I feel like the plot of this <laughs> was so meaty. Like, that the bone couldn't hold it. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's, well, it's a rare occasion. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's the- also like a, a weird twist on, I mean, like there's kind of the same kind of formula. Like it's like the thing and then a couple people end up dead. Like yeah. the, your red herrings always end up dead one after the other. And then it's always like, God damn it, if it is an insurance fraud. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of episodes that are not insurance fraud, but that have like, there's often this element where like Rockford is, Kind of like in this episode, they are like, wait a minute, 
something is not right. Like we have to solve this case. Like we got to keep going. Mm. And often he will, something crazy will happen and then it's resolved. But then he's just like, hmm. And often it's just like, that's not right. Like what you're doing is not right. So mm. often there's an ethics element involved. Oh. But so many things make this show so perfect. Like I believe much like the, Parker Posey, Justin Thoreau thing where they're like, we want to make it with the original scripts. I believe you could actually do Rockford with the original scripts oh, without yeah. much updating and it would be perfect. I but agree. I also, for all the reasons, like Rob Delaney just has the same James Garner thing because he's coming into this after being the star of Maverick, right? Like he's just got <laughs> that intelligence. He's like tall, dark, and handsome. Mm -hmm. um, but He's funny. He yeah. doesn't Super rest funny. on the handsome. And the handsome rarely comes into the Rockford files. Like we just kind of accept that it's like mm -hmm. he's like just dashing. But he relies on his wits. Mm -hmm. You know, he yeah. relies on being fast on his feet. And it's so great. But I think of so we found out because that Parker Posey thing was it in a New Yorker article, right? Yeah. So this is sort of tied into this episode because I'm always saying like I like like when we talk about Buffy, Eric, I was always like, it's just got that Preston Sturgisy, blah, blah. Like, I love it. There was an article about Bill Hader because Barry is wrapping up mm -hmm. another amazing show. And he tells a story about how when he was a young man, he was obsessed with movies and he was he's obsessed with Preston Sturgis. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so I'm just a slave to any any snappy patter the wittier the better like as long as it's not tripping all over itself yeah but there's just something about the charm of smart people <laughs> and Agreed. rockford is a smart person and the other people that come into his life if they're not smart they're colorful as shit and he just has a lot of this character has a lot of people in his life that he loves mm -hmm. and it's really cool and if sharon horgan and rob delaney were writing it also i mean it would be so good. So British. Yeah. It'd be amazing. So Irish. Is she Irish? She is Irish. Yeah. So that's, I think, honestly. <laughs> Forgive me, Sharon Horgan. Forgive <laughs> me, God. That's, it's probably over for me and her now. Oh, fucked us. yeah. I fucked us. And now Rob Delaney can't even look at me. He's going to have to spit on the ground yeah. and then like turn around in circles. Sharon and Rob don't like you anymore. <laughs> I think that <sighs> the, the, the major uh, obstacle for getting this, Rob Delaney Rockford files off the ground <laughs> is that he mm -hmm. lives in England and I don't think he wants to leave. <laughs> you could do it there. Right. I would watch it sure. if it was British, but it's, but there's, LA there's a particular, a character. It, it cannot be British. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the problem. It's Malibu. It's, it's well, Malibu PI. It's specifically ex con PI. Yeah. Uh, like that's the element that doesn't really work for me if it's British. Rob, will you fly out to film a pilot with us, please? We've never directed or written anything. <laughs> will you fly so out to Malibu? <laughs> this is an official. So we're we're ass. not on strike. Yeah, um, that's yeah. the other thing. We have to wait for the, for the fucking oh. writer strike to finish. Uh, we, Do they? <laughs> if they just use the same scripts? <laughs> oh no! Don't look for loopholes. I wonder how many don't give the studios any loopholes <laughs> with the Whatever. amount of like pitching that some goes content. on. I wonder how many times like a heart to heart reboot or a Rockford Files reboot has been pitched and failed. Probably you know. millions. Yeah. Well, was the most recent heart to heart when they were going to make the gay couple? I think so. Oh, yeah. The most recent like like actually 
push forward thing. That would be cool Please, too. I would love that. And if anyone's listening and you do remake the Rockford Files with Rob Delaney, all I ask for putting the greatest idea in the history of televised time out to the universe for free is don't make him gay all i ask is that i be allowed to leave an answering machine message oh yeah oh i think we all does we've come up with this idea for for that lucky listener who is a television writer or, yeah. or, or <laughs> that lucky green listener. lighter um <laughs> all our uh, studio exec we listeners. all get to leave a fucking message like at least one we get to be like a trio. I, if they're of... going with the original <laughs> scripts, I know which one I want to leave. <laughs> we get to be a trio of dames that come in and get a case solved for us. Oh my god! I want to be yeah. I want to be one of his uh, like friends from prison. <laughs> the gay you one should be Gandhi. Gandhi is that gay? The character gay that Andy? Isaac Hayes. No, <laughs> but that's gay the Andy. Isaac Hayes character who is amazing. Mm. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I okay. We have to get back on track. We're <laughs> right. Oops. If there's a track to get on, I yeah. yeah is, is there? I'm just is trying there? to think of like elements okay. of the episode that I what was really into. I was really shocked about. Also, was that they there was no big villain showdown. You know, like I've been accustomed to with heart to heart world shows. There was the chase. Mm. There was a henchman, a man of hench showdown. That was a man of hench. Sure. True, and that's True. all we ever saw of like the villain. We saw the villain at one point, right? He was like. I don't, Wait, was, was that he? okay? Was Bruce huh? Kirby was Bruce Kirby the villain? Bruce was Kirby, he the lawyer, was in the office and talking shit to Pete, who was the no, Porsche, Porsche driver. They're in it together. They're in it together. Oh, but so he was I think like the... that what's his face, the baby broker guy. Yeah, the king what's his ben. name? Yeah, the lawyer is just like I'm sure, just doing the paperwork for the baby thing or whatever. But yeah. no, I mean. The way he talks to him, though, right? He's like, you killed him, you dumb shit, or whatever. <laughs> Something to that effect. Verbatim. Yeah. That was what he said. <laughs> right. Look, I didn't say I was witty. I just said I liked it in other people on TV rather specifically, okay? I'm not Preston Sturgis um, yet. That, yeah, there was... there. I, but there was, like, that was the villain, right? Or you're saying they're partners? I don't know. They're That's... partners, I think. Oh, okay. So, but one of them And the sister like... also is in on it, because she's talking to the lawyer. Yeah. So, so really, she would have been the, the real... yuckiest person well... is the sister. Right. She would have been one of the villain showdowns. Like, they would have had, like, a big brawl with her at some point, and the, the main villain. But it just kind of off came. I mean, it was really it's interesting. Not, it's not off the table as finales in Rockford. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like one of the signature things is car chase. Mm -hmm. Like that Pontiac Firebird probably made more U-turns than any other car in the history of recorded time. <laughs> so, but it's great because there's something so amazing and now preposterous to think about all of the stunt drivers driving those enormous cars yeah. and handling them so deftly. Like there's mm -hmm. just so much american metal on the road yeah. but the firebird's amazing and then weirdly my memory is because i was obsessed with porsche 911s when i was a kid um <laughs> it's a long story one of the seattle supersonics drove a metallic blue porsche 911 and i saw it and i was just like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and rockford files I guess it's just L.A. at the time has so many of those cars, which is funny because now it's suddenly become a trendy car. So now L.A. has so many of those cars again. <laughs> oh, really? But it's cool to 
see a beautiful Porsche from I the 900 series. I couldn't believe those hubcaps stayed on that car. Like, don't, don't, isn't that what always happens in those old car chases? Don't hubcaps go flying off? Oh, everywhere? yeah. If you're, if you're lucky. Yeah. They were like <laughs> held on by bubblegum in those days in the 70s. I, I tend to think that, uh, in movies and TV, they are loosened to to come off during a turn, so that yeah, we, so, so that we get the little excitement. Yeah, but also <laughs> hubcaps not the not the most ingenious technology. Do, they, do those even exist anymore? No, now there's rims. Another little moment that I love in this episode because I always love how deep Rockford goes into lying to people. <laughs> oh yeah. And, how there's the the great like moments when he and Christina do so are like admiring of each other because of how well they play other people, mm-hmm. which yeah is incredible. But after he goes so deep in on Mr. Bryce in that first scene when he goes to the house and he's like, oh, who who told you that? When did he tell you that? Did he tell you that this morning? Like he just oh, yeah. keeps going uh-huh. and it's so funny. And what I love is after he, the guy leaves, he's like, you better get out of here, son, or whatever. He keeps like, calling him son. Yeah. And he leaves and then Rockford closes the door behind him. And then he just does this little thing that he does not every time, but it shows up like in, throughout the series. And I think it's, amazing he just does this little thing with his head where he closes the door and then he like just like takes a beat because he has like just made it happen and he just goes like i just realized that we're on a podcast now. <laughs> but anyways he She's like just does this little like just this little like dink dink like yeah. a little tilted thing little wag of the chin yeah so that's like a himself. little bit self-satisfying but it's also just that thing you do right before you roll up your sleeves and and go to work but it's just like the greatest rockford moment it's simultaneously still got it and can't believe that worked yeah (laughs) Yeah. simultaneously those two things during that scene i wrote down really beautiful one of the quotes i wrote from the episode is in that scene he says you start messing with the county assessor's office you won't get into heaven son oh that was so good (laughs) yeah like what a weird way to manipulate that guy there's there's a the dialogue in this episode was kind of spectacular mm. it just really like and james garner delivered a lot of these lines james garner and 70 powers delivered these lines and tom atkins Perfect. just like yeah like they were born into mm-hmm. it yeah uh, like they were they they had rehearsed this, this like it's like, like a musical yeah it's beautiful. I started having the feeling too, like in the last the Heart to Heart episode we watched, Hearts and Palms, where mm-hmm. if we mm-hmm. if you rewatch this episode or probably any Rockford Files episode, the depth of the plot probably you know blossoms to you. I start having that feeling mm-hmm. when he after that scene he goes out into the pool shed, op- like opens that door and you're like, what the fuck is he doing? And he checks the pool filter to find out like what kind of hair is in the pool filter. He's being a private eye, and that that is so like subtly genius and amazing and you would never think about that but it it was so incredible just like that a writer just came up with that i guess i don't know where you see something like that or maybe that was a common trope but it's it's not uncommon for private eye to like just check things look into things that that they know like a a pool filter is where rings or Uh uh, like like loose change or whatever like little Uh things that would fall off um, it's I I keep going back to uh, Chinatown, so Robert Town, mm-hmm. with this episode right. of Rocker Files because all of the, all of the elements are leading so far away from the original yeah. mystery that's set yeah. forth. 
um, which is so smart. It's so yeah. it's so smart, and I love that type of mystery um, where it is. Here's <laughs> I'm bringing I'm bringing up a mystery to you, and I want you to help me solve it. Yeah, and it has <laughs> nothing to do with what I'm actually doing. Like I'm actually just trying to distract you from something else. Yeah, or I'm trying to lead you to something which that you know, I can't mention. What was a movie that came out? The trailer made it look like it was going to be that in a really great way it was under the silver lake it was yeah. going to be yeah. that sort of thing where it was like this expanding mystery that keeps opening new doors but yeah then it wasn't it wasn't i don't want to talk shit. Oh. I, don't, I don't want to talk shit about well, that though. There, it just wasn't it just wasn't there's a thing about the pacing of the rockford files that is really great which is they yeah. get they cram a lot of shit into every episode and it's just like it just sort of keeps you hooked, you know, like there's always that kind of build. There's always him like putting on a character to get something. Mm-hmm. There's always like these little clues, like he's always adding things up throughout the episode. But so he looks the pool filter because the pool guy leaves, but he doesn't have a van. And he says later, like, oh, there was no van yeah. out front, right? But a, guy, but a guy in shirt sleeves with a with a pool skimmer. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing. Like and then when then he like tells us how he's adding it up in his head, right? But when he figures out that the sliding door is jimmied because oh, he's yeah. on the phone, he's calling like the pool company, right? Or I don't know who he's calling. He's calling the police. He's calling um Oh, the detective. Deal. Deal. Yeah. He calls or he's Deal. looking for Becker, but he to tell gets him to Deal. Dig into this but case he more. puts his hand on the sliding door and it opens just <laughs> slightly. And that's when he realizes that the house has been broken into. It's cool. So good. And the pacing mm-hmm. of it really reminds me of the long goodbye too. Like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that sure, that yeah. was before this? Uh, yeah, it was. So is this based on that? Um, Somewhat? It's, uh, I'm going to, I mean, I, I think every private detective story uh-huh. is based on a Raymond Chandler uh-huh. book right. or story. Uh-huh. So yes, I yeah. mean, we've got like, just his attitude. There are three great uh, writers of private detective lore. Oh. And they're all invoked in these mm-hmm. in these stories. I mean, yeah. the, but also in the seventies when there were like three series that <laughs> did these, uh, they all created their own tropes within that, which is mm-hmm. the cool part. Is it Dean Koontz, but Stephen King, it's- and <laughs> <laughs> and Machiavelli and Machiavelli? Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> the three great private investigator novelists. But the character of Jim Rockford is different. Like it's not a hard boiled thing. Although he does have the checkered past, but he's wrongly convicted of a crime. Mm-hmm. And then his life is just full of these convicts. And like it's a little seedy, but he's always, despite all of the things that he does to get to the bottom of it, and the fact that he's a gambler, you know, he lives alone in this just dumpy ass trailer, uh-huh. but he lives on Malibu Beach for Christ's sake. But it's, you know, Malibu then is different from Malibu very now, much right? So. Malibu very in the much. 70s is still kind of like the Wild West and way out of town. But one of my favorite things about the Rockford Files is that he often specifically says to people that he's not going to kill them. Oh. And so the character, he doesn't use a gun ever. Like, he doesn't care. He has a gun, and the the infamous thing, maybe this was in one of the episodes that you saw, but his character has a gun because he's a PI, obviously. 
but he keeps the gun in the cookie jar in the trailer. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he rarely, rarely, if ever, has a gun. And it's not because he doesn't know how to use it. Yeah. It's just that. I it's love not that. his character doesn't. He, he um, doesn't awesome. gravitate oh towards violence. We- and it's a huge part of the character. And so he's like, people are like, what are you going to do when he's challenged by characters? Like, what are you going to do? Kill me? And he's like, no, I don't believe in killing. I love that. <laughs> when he's they're getting shot at on the road. They go veering off. They almost go off the cliff, but then they jump out and like s- slide down the hill. Mm-hmm. And the, that's, this is the moment. Saw, when they're I got like, it. Yeah. They're like, Ugh. so just like not hard boiled, but whatever the like casual, we just got shot at and we don't give a fuck when she's like, <laughs> if I had my gun, we could have shot back. And like, because he mm-hmm. took her gun away and disarmed it. He took the bullets, took the bullets out. out. Yeah. He took the bullets out of her gun. Yeah, and then, but that just, and he's like, well, keep your head down. Like, I'll, I'll go up. And she just starts walking up. She's, in, she's just like, no, fuck you. I'm going up there too. I just, that, where they're just like lighthearted, having fun with their jobs, but then they get shot at and they don't even care. Like, it's well, so cool. Considering, I feel like the two of you would really dig into fem- the female roles in the series because even when there's like a little bit of sexism or like honey or whatever, like Mm. he's always respectful of women. Rita Moreno's character is a sex worker. Mm. Like he's always respectful of women, even when it's like an exasperating relationship or like it's played for that. Mm. He opens doors, but he also like lets the women occupy the space, right? He speaks to them as equals. Like it's really interesting and it's really cool because it's like mid to mid 70s to the 80s like that's a really um crazy time and like it's era time like all of these things and so it's a really interesting moment that's in the first episode of the rockford files Lindsay wagner is in it oh wow really Mm -hmm. i remember that actually because i watched the first couple there is a moment somebody does get called a fag in one of those episodes. That's though, the, the second the first, one. Where yeah. I was like, "Uh oh." Yeah, I, that's the thing yeah. that I always remember yeah, from like that. When we tried to watch it, uh, but now mm-hmm. I'm like, "You get one." Yeah, you, you get, get one. <laughs> yeah, you get a free pass. I give you one, James. But that's great for a role. Posthum- I give you a posthumous oh, pass <laughs> for a role model like that who is just like mm-hmm. too cool for guns, doesn't use violence. That's so rad. I love that, and I wish we had more of that for sure. Oh, Rockford. I swear to God, all I wanted to do was keep watching that fucking show last night. I I was mm-hmm. so into it. It was so fun. It is really fun. It's the, one of those shows, like, along with Barney Miller that my dad would watch that I would be like, I sort of don't understand some of this, but I want to seem cool to my dad for <laughs> some reason. That was me last night. <laughs> just wanting, <laughs> Just wanting to seem cool to you. Today. <laughs> to me, his dad. And you almost do. Better luck next time. Yeah, well, I'm, I have time. <laughs> it was a very, I mean, I am very surprised that I have as much of a grasp on this. I, I don't want to be the guy who's always like, I don't get it. What happened? You know, I'm always that guy. Too late. I'll be the first to admit it. <laughs> but I'm actually surprised I have a pretty good grasp on what happened in this episode. I tried extra hard to pay attention and it paid off. It's, and a, it's a weird one. It's, it's, like the it, story it goes, is so weirdly told. It ends up told. in a place where you're like, what the fuck is going on? Where it's like, she had a baby. It yeah. is what? dense with plot. It is dense with characters. <laughs> which And not just like throwaway characters. Like they obviously are recurring characters. Right. The two cops. Like there's two cops yeah. that we talked to. What the yeah. fuck? 
There's another recurring cop character, but I can't remember. His the name. major plot that the mystery that they solved is like just given as like offhand dialogue at the end. It's like, oh, and there's like a baby smuggling ring, whatever. Like that's done. And mm-hmm. you yeah. never see any babies at all. And it's like they're. It's per- random. It's really strange. Her birth certificate. I think on the birth certificate said that she was afraid of getting murdered. (laughs) Like, are there? It looked like they. Oh no! There was like a letter or something. Yeah, there's a letter or something that they're looking at. (laughs) I just I love the scope of the episode. Like, it's it really it's something I appreciate about Heart to Heart as well that Mm -hmm. it tries to to imbue scope in in every Mm -hmm. episode where it's not just all contained in one place Mm -hmm. or just bouncing back and forth between a police station and the hearts home yeah this was just all over we saw we saw his trailer or whatever in the beginning and then we never go back Mm -hmm. uh we're we we go to (laughs) like four other people's homes yeah one of whom had like a francis bacon there was a lot of art it's pretty weird yeah yeah in uh jennifer's place that i wanted to talk about (laughs) that was rad they do one thing writing wise that heart to heart never did which is they do a lot of two-parter episodes oh yeah which are crazy the first episode is was a two-parter but <laughs> the ones i watched was a two-parter with Lindsay mm-hmm. wagner there's a lot of them yeah which yeah. is great i mean I, is that just yeah, like, cool. this, is that yeah. just like a early 70s thing because like there's also the fact that they show clips from the episode at the top of the episode oh i know i thought yeah. of you joe because i know you don't like the weird recap before the show yeah, the which trailer. we saw when we were yeah. watching murder she wrote Teaser well also also uh charlie's angels and um uh shit bionic woman do the same thing yeah yeah what's weird is i actually think that they yeah there's something weird about the order of that yeah and then they kept it for streaming too. It's like, well, why? Well, to just to it's kind of accurate. amazing because you could just yeah. blitz through every single. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's really the edit is to do all of those recaps all <laughs> in a row and just do all six yeah, seasons like in like twenty three minutes. Cliff's or notes. Yeah. Honestly, that's a podcast. That'd like be that's, amazing. That's a that's a whole separate podcast. Because <laughs> those are minute maxes. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Of Rockford Files. and and they're ju- they're just as informative as our minute maxes. <laughs> we yes. should we should do them for the almost as informative podcast. I, I'm telling that's a podcast. Tonight, if we just watch the the recaps from Rockford Files and then we sit <laughs> we sit here for an hour and a half and talk about what we think the episode is about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. I know it's so predictable that I'm just like, I love surprise. I love the Rockford Files. <laughs> and here's some boring facts about the Rockford Files. But no, I'm just true. thinking about it's like, just I love it. If we did do it for our podcast, the wild clips that would be just like <laughs> You know, like I believe in like suicide, like a you know, like you killing yourself if you feel like it, and like just the like you know the thievery at Walmart is out of control. Oh. Just like the wild amount of shit <laughs> just, that we just jump recaps to. of our podcast. the tangents, yeah, that's just like the most oh random. God. Like when Ellen said that uh, abortion is wrong, and yeah, <laughs> shut up, men's rights. I never said that. <laughs> Joe tricked me because he was talking about his male rights movement. Yeah, exactly. My favorite thing. In the world is that the recurring joke from chain reaction is that ellen is pro-life, Ellen's pro-life. pro-life. that <laughs> yeah. sucks so bad um 
And it really ruined Black Christmas for me. <laughs> it's so funny. Black Christmas is ruined. It's ruined. But oh. speaking of needing an abortion in a couple months, is it time for, for Pick Your Bone? Oh, my God. Joe. Wow. Joe, I toast your <laughs> Thank uh, you. segue that I could Too never soon. have done it better. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon, my ass. That was amazing. <laughs> Oh my god. Ellen, do you have a poke you from have this episode of Rock Files? Uh, oh, come on. It's the same poke for every episode of the Rock oh. Files and for my life. Oh, oh. did you, you just know, take I, a picture? I love <laughs> Yeah, I love James Garner. I mean, he's one of my all-time favorites because I just love a certain kind of intelligent seeming dark-haired man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there he is with movie <sighs> star hair and mm-hmm. all the things. Mm-hmm. I had a hard time with this one Uh-oh. because there were so many choices. Because my cup runneth over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, James Garner is not only just like Ooh. movie star hot and super smart and funny, mm-hmm. but he's got this the like voice on those beef. It's what for dinner ads. <laughs> is I mean, he really? That really? Yes, that really like bumps it up a notch. Um, he's so <laughs> he just seems hot. so kind like there's a kindness to him also that uh, that turns me on are those the aaron copeland ads now i'm stuck. yes yes <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of the music for the for rockford files intro, totally you know, um so yeah it's not james garner though because then tom atkins oh. showed up and tom atkins oh. as i mentioned earlier is my john it's me and john you. carpenter uh, uh, think about uh, tag teaming Tom Atkins, but it's not <laughs> it's not him either. Ooh. It what? is. Is it Weiner? No, it's a character actor. Oh, oh that we named both Wayne Grace. <laughs> oh, that was who so played funny. one of the cops that was tailing yeah. Rockford. Oh. And when he came on screen, Eric and this I both like, the white one. The white our, one. We so it was hysterical. <laughs> there is one shot of him. <laughs> it's when it's when. When Jim oh gets God. to Christine's house mm-hmm. and uh-huh. there's a shot of him looking out the window, they're both looking out the window, but uh, Jim, uh, Wayne Grace is looking out the window and he is, he just is perfectly lit and uh-huh. he's, he just looks beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And Slamming. I know this actor and he is not my poke in multiple other things that I know him from, <laughs> Oh, but I do like this actor a lot. And he wins this episode for me, but it was hysterical because awesome. that that awesome. shot, both me and Joe picked up our books. Yeah, we were like, oh. "So right, that's my book." <laughs> you could both feel, you could hear us in our heads go, "Damn!" Well, <laughs> I feel like not only do I normally refrain from even considering a poke, but I feel like I'm never usually going for like yeah a headliner, right? Yeah, but James Garner is a special case. He's the exception to my rule. Well, I thought we were going to have a triad because he's also mine. It's I, I, not that guy. Oh, it's, it's James not Garner. The cop. No, it's James Garner for <gasps> yeah. sure. There was a point yeah. where you were talking about where it's like he's smart, so you don't really like, I don't know, there's something different about him in this role because at one point I was like to Eric, like, he's handsome as if like, <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not going to cast a handsome man for this role, but it just mm-hmm. was like, I don't know why it was like, oh, he's so handsome. Like out of nowhere, I just like, sensed it he's somehow james garner is somehow like 
accessible is not the right word, but like uh, he is... It's the character in Mm. this situation. Yes. But it's his portrayal of that character. Like it's, he's, he is doing it in a way that we don't feel threatened by him. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He doesn't seem... He is a regular guy. Yes. And just so rad and like a guy you just want to chill out and get a beer with. Totally. And, and when a regular, when a regular smart guy happens to be attractive, Mm-hmm. Poke. Mm-hmm. Poke. Well, as a rule. As a rule. He's yeah. also very cool. I mean, like, mm-hmm. Rockford is is cool. Like, yes. he drives that fucking Firebird. Like, he's he dresses pretty sharp, but not over the top. Mm-hmm. He's just cool, man. Yeah. Like, he knows yeah. who he is, and he has, like, a cute relationship with his dad. I mean, like, what's not to love? Who yeah. wouldn't love? Tall, dark, handsome, close to his dad. Mm-hmm. I need to see Smart. some episodes with his dad. Oh man, Noah Beery is so great. Beef, it's what's for dinner. <laughs> There's yeah. a shot of that cop though at the end where he's like, he's got his hand on his hip in the weirdest way, and he's like, he's really voguing, like he's like showing the goods, <laughs> and it's really funny because it's like, yeah, it's very wow, John Carpentery. Tom Ka- Tom Atkins is a weird one. He's because he's got really pockmarked skin, mm-hmm. like he's mm-hmm. he's. He's got a face that's that's a bit rough, but it's the whole package with him. Like yeah. he ju- he just works. He just is. He's sexy in yeah. a in an authoritarian kind of way. <laughs> mm-hmm. In every role that I can think of, super American. Yeah, very American. Yeah, yeah. all American guy. <laughs> Smells um, like beer. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh. definitely. My last note is when he goes to the actual Jennifer Sandstrom's house, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. maid that answered the door was so slamming too. Like, it was like, if she's not having an affair with that maid, then I will. Because, <laughs> like, the Gen- the real Jennifer Sandstrom is like, her. you know, she's got, like, hair up to heaven. And she's like, I don't know. That character, I felt, could have been a little bit more developed or something. Like, I didn't really get a good vibe of her but she was bad like right yeah she, she was set up yeah she's sister. bad but we never really know what's going on we never really know what's going on she and she was only in it for that scene right or is she in it no that's it mm-hmm. that's it unless her hot pink bikini hot pink bikini unless and I, w- I would like to pose this question to both of you is the real jennifer sandstrom or her maid the meter maid at the end of the episode Oh, because no. the meter maid has that weird hair a wig that covering her face, her face and we never see her eyes. Yeah. Huh. It's so strange. Like you expect her know. to be like whip off that wig and be like It was so obvious know. that you you It's so weird. Yeah. Maybe and it's an old She's wearing ending. a skirt. Yeah. Uh, she's like literally a meter maid. Yeah. Or or was I'm trying to think of who like the, was it Meryl Streep? Was it like <laughs> Was it Sissy SpaceX? Is it the Dingo Ate My Baby? (laughs) It's just the fact that they made so much effort to to obscure the face of this actress. Yeah, if if Mm -hmm. it's even an actress, or was it the woman that wrote the script? Like, was it just? These are great questions. No idea. It just needs to be answered. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know how we can find that out. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Uh, The title of this. Is uh, I have, have no idea. You probably have the no real idea. easy red dog. It's some kind of football terminology. That's, well, they say it right. in the. He in the says episode. what it is. Yeah, but I didn't. It's when the it. line parts and the linebacker runs straight down the middle and sacks the quarterback. 
So it's basically an ambush. Okay. Yeah, I, I that what that it? continues to confuse me, but real easy I, in a fun way. Big big football fans here. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Jenny football. and Bill. Big Ameri- big American style football fans. I believe Bill. Please our, correct us. I believe our friend Bill just won a uh, an award for collegiate sports. Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, let me let me pull up this. Oh, thing. that's cool. Uh, Bill won an award for the Collegiate Sports Video Association. Oh my God! Congratulations, Bill! Congratulations, Congratulations. Bill! You're awesome. You're a big easy red dog. <laughs> you're a red you're easy, easy big dog. Or you're a real easy. What? Well, let's open red up dog. the line and um, everything I know about what that phrase means. I learned from James Garner. <laughs> um, Ellen, would you recommend yeah. that our listener watch this episode? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Jim Rockford. <laughs> mm. Ellen is now pounding a two-liter bottle <laughs> of diet ginger ale. Buzzball. A buzzball. Diet ginger ale flavored buzzball. Out a two-liter. Mm. Wow, this is this is pornographic, listeners. This is really <laughs> there are fetishes about this. And it's... now she's doing the little head bob. <laughs> Rockford thing at the end. <laughs> still got it. Can't, still got it. Can't believe I got away with it. <laughs> All right. Nobody now's knows. probably uh, as good a time as any to say that I am the meter maid and I have been alive for 300 years. Whoa. Um, Baba Yaga is our, we have revealed <laughs> our, our guest host as deep Baba cut, Yaga. Deep witch cut. Baba Yaga. Yeah. One of the deepest, really. Deep witch cut. I don't know um, if this is right. right what next? You're going to call me the Bruja? Stregonona. <laughs> You're at the Bruja. Connie, Connie Milton Bryant. Thanks European. Um, Connie Milton Bryant is, is. The meter is policewoman. Oh, was there another policewoman oh, wow. in the episode? Oh, I, probably not. No. So, but this says she's in a lot of episodes of Rockford Files. So, Ellen, what yeah, do you think? of course I recommend it. Of course, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah, I I also recommend it, especially if you have never seen a Rockford Files episode. This is a fucking great one to to kick you're, off. You're saying it's a gateway gateway drug for I you. I think it might Rockford? be, especially if, well, if you're listening to us, and if you're still listening to us. And you're 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 coming to us through heart to heart to watch Stephanie Powers in this episode is yeah, really to see great. another yeah. layer of her style and in a in a way that's so close to Jennifer Hart, but like the kind of like a scrappier, more uh, street level. Yeah. Jennifer Hart. Less black tie. And the fact that she showed up and said her name was Jennifer, like I was immediately like, ooh, this yeah. is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to find out that wasn't <laughs> her real name in the woo, episode. Woo. Even better. <laughs> woo woo. Woo woo. I love it. Woo. I loved it. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm trying to decide whether I want to continue to watch Rockford Files on my own or just, to wait oh until we all God. cover it for a season of the show. You just reminded me of when we were in Seattle like last week. I was in a I went to a cafe and then i was waiting in line and i heard this yoo-hoo right next to me and i look over and it's this like really little old lady just what? staring up at me smiling and i was like oh oh what uh how hi like did you need something and like she just didn't say anything and just smiled into my face and then all the baristas were like i could hear them saying like oh we got another yoo-hoo <laughs> it was just like this lady that gives yoo-hoos so to people That's in the so cafe cute. It was really cute. And I was like, well, what do you need? That is so 
peculiar. It was really funny. She was holding a cup. Maybe she, I don't know if she, she was holing a cup, but I thought it was her coffee. But I don't know. But it was her tone was so funny. It was maybe really she only does that to cute boys like a cuckoo clock. Yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. But, Joe, do you yes, think do you think this is a good show? Obviously, highly, highly recommend watching. <laughs> Obviously. This episode specifically of The Rockford Files, even okay. though it's huh. only the third one I've seen. I really want to dig in. I do too. I want to watch more of these for <laughs> sure. It's great. What a great vibe. And yeah, yeah that chemistry. I'm kind of bummed that she's not going to be in any any other episodes, I assume. No. She's not in yeah. any so, other Rockford Files. What a, I can't believe they didn't have her back because that is that chemistry. Holy shit. All right, well, should we get to links? Yes, we should. Ellen, you start us off. Shit. Okay. Uh, And obviously, like, for some reason, I just didn't get down with the links because I guess I was just on a, oh, Rockford High. (laughs) So I have two, one of which I feel great about and one of which is just so such a random, like, flashback thing for me that is kind of a deep cut. But okay. Um, first, of course, I pick James Garner. Um, and the the link I pick is obviously 1993's Fire in the Sky. Oh my the scariest God. movies in the world. I can't it's so scary that you are the one <laughs> that picked Fire in the Sky. Oh my God! Get the wheel out. Get the wheel out. Get the wheel. Everyone, you're welcome, everyone. But my other one was for George Weiner, and it is. um, I have no idea what episode this is, but it's an episode of Buddy Farrow. Oh, I don't even know what that is. I think maybe the two of you don't know. Eric, you must know this. That I, I'm fucking obsessed with Frank Whaley. Oh, yes, I do know that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, hey, world, I always want to marry Frank Whaley. Yeah. And yes, I know he's married. Okay. And he and his wife actually have an amazing podcast that they started during the pandemic. And it's really political and really hilarious and sweet. Mm-hmm. But if something were to happen to her, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, not that I'm going to do it. That's not the same thing as me saying I'm going to do anything. I'm just saying if something unfortunate happened. Okay. But Betty, Buddy Farrow's a. a detective show that was on briefly but it stars dennis farina and frank whaley oh. and i feel like i'm the only person on the planet that watched it but i slavishly watched it when it was on because i okay. was so excited because frank whaley fun all right eric wait so do you need to fire in the sky fire in the it's sky fire in the sky okay, okay. absolutely <laughs> so your james garner is your so i was yes. i picked i picked eight but i have <laughs> i have five in actual contention oh my god and i was gonna i was gonna decide by by seeing who what which actor you guys picked oh. and pick the one that you didn't pick oh so oh. i'm just gonna ask joe is your link james garner yes okay so i'm gonna choose james garner also oh my god a threefer oh my god and I am choosing the movie They Only Kill Their Masters. Oh, my God. Which is a very little-known 70s thriller (laughs) about killer dogs. And it's... uh, I have not seen it, but I have watched the trailer, and the trailer is mind-blowing. Okay. 
So they my, only kill their masters. They only Great. kill their masters is my choice. Okay. So we're going, this is like some scary, this is scary James Garner. We're talking scary James Garner. It's, scary James. From what it looks like, it's still, yours is maybe the scariest. Mine is more of a detective-y James Garner role. It's it's a, oh, okay, it's a cool. Rockford adjacent oh, okay. thing. Oh, great. I, I'm conflicted <laughs> because I, this movie scared the shit out of me when I tried to watch it a couple months ago and it's James Garner fire in the sky. (laughs) But what happened was I put it on because I was like, I've never seen fire in the sky. Obviously this is a movie I should watch. It's everyone's like, this is a classic movie. And I was like, not expecting to be scared at all. I fell asleep while it was on. So I missed the middle part of the whole movie. (laughs) And then I woke up when shit was hitting the fan and I was so scared. I was so terrified. And I remember going to bed that night just being like, oh, I don't feel good. I don't feel (laughs) right about life. It's it's because it has that very early episodes of the X-Files in the woods shit going on, except it never stops being that. Yeah. And it's so scary. I'm terrified. It makes you afraid to camp forever. Yeah. So, okay. I don't know why I didn't just do this originally, but I just made a wheel with our names on it that I can use. Oh, over that's and over way again. smarter. Is, like, I was like is, typing in every single. Is thing. James Garner the OG's daddy? The OG's? Is he like just the original? Oh, you daddy? mean like he's, oh, he's the, the daddy <laughs> oh, of daddies? Yeah. I thought you meant OG's daddy. Yes. I mean, for for a certain demographic, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, it's me. Okay, yeah. moving on. He Fire is your daddy, yes. Um, okay, so... <laughs> I wish. Don't tell my dad that. Let's... Because let's so I watched it with my dad. <laughs> what's yours again, Eric? Yuck. Uh, mine, mine is they kill their they master. Love. They only kill wow. their masters. They only kill God. their masters. All right. Here okay. we go. I mean, I feel like we should just do Fire in the Sky because two people picked it. There we go. It's Joe, Joe. It's me again. This is my th- is this Fire in the second sky. in a row? I think it's your third. This might be my third in a row. I didn't pick Heart to Heart, though. It's okay. We can say that it's Ellen. I did. It's the same thing. Yeah, Ellen picked Heart to Heart. Okay. It right. on Ellen. <laughs> I think Fire in the Sky is readily available. I'm scared. I to oh, God, most I'm scared, people. too. Yeah. This movie is really I don't. Effective. I can't watch it by myself. I can't watch it alone. It scares me that bad, it's, which is weird. So Fire in the Sky is available on Cinemax if you're a subscriber to Whoa. Cinemax, which I think I think if you're a subscriber to HBO Max, that is included. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, right it's right. available to rent for $4 on Prime. Oh, my God, um, that's so scary. It's oh, also, it's you can really find it, it, it. It's another one that you can just Google, um, and it'll come up, and what you can watch it. a great name, too, for that. But I totally understand if you saw it one time and you were so fucking scared that you never want to see it again. Because I saw it in the theater and I started crying. Oh, oh my God. I God. love it. If that's the case, I need you to write to us at itwasmurderpod <laughs> at gmail.com and tell us your fire in the sky story. Please oh do that. Please do that. Uh, you don't. If you I don't, feel like I'm going to start crying during the minute maxes <laughs> if I don't start screaming. <sighs> if if uh, if oh. email's not your thing and you're just you're just strictly social media, <laughs> then just write to us at it was murder pod on Instagram mm-hmm. or at it was murder pod mm-hmm. on Twitter. 
Will it be less scary if I picture Rob Delaney playing James Garner's role <laughs> in Fire in the Sky? It might be more scary. Oh, you're right. Spoiler alert, listeners. My poke will be the cast of Fire in the Sky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Even Lumberjacks. Or- Oregon vibes. 70s Every Lumberjacks. Every single man <laughs> in that movie is yeah. pokeable. Oh, like, yeah. it's just hot. Uh, I feel like I'm this movie doesn't scare me. Oh, it doesn't really? scare me at all because uh, all oh I'm God. doing is looking at <laughs> really hot guys. <laughs> hot guys. Oh my hot guys God. in the sky. I it has a biological like... distraction for me. <laughs> Fire in the hot I, guy. I have to confess, picking this film was like a little bit of Rockford High, um, post Rockford High uh, bravado. <laughs> I don't know. Because this movie really stands out to me as a film where I'm just completely mystified as to why I find it so terrifying. And mm-hmm. I think it's because growing up in the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. and being someone that likes to be outdoors and specifically in the woods by myself, like when I'm out in the woods, there's some folks in my life that can vouch for this. Sometimes I just walk off and then everybody gets real upset. Mm. <laughs> But <laughs> the only time I'm scared when I'm camping is if I think about this movie. Oh, yeah. And I am not scared of any other alien things. Like, I really, like, thrive um, standing on the knife's edge of creepy. Like, I really like it. I love spooky. But mm-hmm. there's just something about the way they do this movie. Yeah. And I think it is because it's based on a true story. And it is based on a true story that is a little too close comfort like literally Mm -hmm. and it's just Mm -hmm. scary so part of me it's like when i asked my dad one time at our corner store to buy me a horror comic because i wanted to seem like i was very grown up and cool enough to read horror comics (sighs) and he bought it for me and then i was terrified and so there's often just these moments where i'm like oh my god why'd i do that don't pretend to be brave ellen which horror comic did you get do you remember those used to scare the shit out of me too i don't remember the name of it but i actually bought it years later when i was working for fanographics and i was at a con Mm -hmm. i talked to my friend bob and i described vividly like the cover illustration and then we found it and i do own it somewhere it's like it's somewhere here but the cover Mm. illustration is there's a little boy like it's this great thing with like the trap door to the attic is open and there's a little triangle of yellow and the little boy's coming up there and he's like he's like oh you know don't be afraid there's nothing up here or something and then in the foreground there's an enormous bony hand like reaching out to grab him and so i was so scared that i took it very bravely like oh thanks dad so cool into my room Uh and then i was freaked out by it i didn't even want to touch it so i was getting ready for bed and i put on uh, my pajamas and my bathrobe and then i picked it up by the corner and i ran into our <laughs> living room and threw it into this crazy like coffee table end table thing that had a cabinet <laughs> and i threw it in there like oh in the back God. with the jaff cohen sears catalogs and 800 issues of absolute sound stair review and sunset magazine <laughs> the ito trifecta <laughs> i slammed the door shut and then i went into my room and i was just freaked out and instead of being afraid because i felt i had contained the evil mm-hmm. in the end table 
<laughs> but my dad was in the shower and I could hear him in the shower. And then I just went in the hallway and waited outside the bathroom till he opened the door and was all like, ah, and, um, <laughs> and then I started crying and I apologized to him for, for wasting his money on a comic book that I wasn't old enough to read yet. Like that I could read obviously, but that I was too scared to read it. And my dad, a couple times in my life brought that story up and he would always laugh and say, that's the last time you ever apologized to me for spending my money. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, okay. Now Ellen, I have, Ellen, I have to, I have to invoke the phrase safer for the pod. <laughs> next next week we are talking about fire in the sky. I'm going to have to be hospitalized. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid to watch it now that I've said it. Now, oh, that's darkness hilarious. I don't is fall- to, yeah. Darkness is falling all around me in my giant factory space where I live <laughs> utterly and totally alone. It was like a little skin of a rink for me. Yes, I'm, I'm excited to watch this because I, I'm apparently going to be the up. only one that can yeah, talk you don't, don't give a about shit. it. Yeah. Mini, mini rink. <laughs> Very Joe, I don't want you to get. I don't want you to get skinnerinked again. I don't want that either. Oh, he won't. He's I think be he's fine. being a drama queen. He'll yeah. be fine. Okay. It's nothing but cute guys in the forest. I know, <laughs> which can be very scary. Yeah, that's like describing Twin Peaks as an exciting family story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, listener, thank you for sticking with us. It has been fun. Oh, my fun. God. <laughs> I hope that you... Oh, Bubba is just like... Her, her little paws are sticking in the air. And all we see from behind the couch is two little paws. It's so cute. Oh, my God. Um, Boba Yoga. Boba Yoga. <laughs> Boba. Baba Yaga. Boba Yoga Boba Yoga is the same as Baba Yaga. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Yoga. Witch. And speaking of cute dogs, good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. This is Jim Rockford. At the tone, leave your name and message. I'll get back to you.